are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> are you sure it's recording? <laughs> Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Oh my god! I can't even. Right. Take three. Take three. Deep breath in. Voice. We're actually California love. California love. I think deep, we need to turn deep, it back I say on. You just run with it. Deep just breath. Go. Deep just breath go. in. Yeah. <laughs> deep breath out. In three, two, one. <laughs> Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that really make you go, whoa. <laughs> you guys, we've, the first time in history, we've recorded three minutes without recording. It was awesome. And realized it. So those yeah. that those three minutes we will never Pretty get special. back. Those are special just between us. Yeah. No very one special. Else. They will never get it back. <laughs> you guys we will, will always get, have that. Yeah, moment. we will always have it. The yeah. room will have that. That was moment. great. The room yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, that was great. It was meant to be. I, I feel super pumped right now <laughs> after all that. <laughs> this complete failure. I swear after a, a year of doing this, we we're just still failing you are every recording, day. Though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) For sure, we are now recording. There's nothing to fear. Take three. You guys, let me introduce our guests today. We have Chad and Allison Paris, Principal CEO and COO of Paris Leaf, a branding and web design agency right here in Gainesville, Florida, baby. What's up, guys? Good morning. I was uh, I was saying in the previous three minutes that we didn't record <laughs> that I almost invited my wife Shannon because every time we get together we do pizza with the Parises okay. and it's always so much fun. But I just didn't think pizza at eight a.m. was going to go too well. That'd be gross. <laughs> yeah, unless you had egg on that. I don't know if it'd be, be gross, more bro. Gross. No, there's yeah. breakfast pizza. I wouldn't be yeah. against there's it. There's bagel, but if bagel pizza's bites. On a, if pizza's bagel on a bagel, bites. you can eat pizza yeah. anytime. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for that shameless plug. That's a good segue. Yeah. Marketing. <laughs> segue. Let's get into marketing now that we're talking about Bagel Bites and jingles. Sponsored by Bagel Bites. Seriously. <laughs> How do we so, make that happen? Know, Mike, what's right? going on, dude? What's going on? Much, it's now July, it's as July, Allison July. did not know in the previous three <laughs> right. minutes. We were also talking about how July, so for, for new scooters, the students are away. Yep. And that kind of, for, from a business standpoint, makes things a little womp womp around here. But it's good because we actually get to like go from one side of town to the other, maybe see some things that you don't usually get to see. So, so that part's kind of like our silver lining. But <laughs> it's yeah, so it's July. Um, I feel, I feel like, like I'm having flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they <laughs> shall I actually nailed that from the last time. It's <laughs> yeah. well good. Hold uh, the message. You guys, yeah, I'm never gonna live this one down. No, you're Ronald's never. definitely you're not. not gonna live this, this entire. One. Like, episode. He's not gonna let me live this down. Yeah, and we're gonna <laughs> make sure he messes does up it. on a video recording. He's like, hey, remember that one podcast where you forgot to hit record? Yeah, yeah, that didn't go so well, did it? <laughs> so. But you guys, well, welcome to our show. Thank it's, you. I'm glad to finally be here. I know, I know. man. I'm excited it's to have you. It's about time you invited us. No. That is such garbage. I have invited. You have. There have I invited you guys before, and Chad was like, yeah, dude, I have no idea what that is. And <laughs> I want to wait until like, I want. I want to wait yeah, until I, I make. The one that I want to make. I want to wait until I make sure oh you uh, actually have something going, and it's going to be worthwhile versus quit. <laughs> Allison's like, quit. So this is the validation episode. This is the validation episode. Yay. Uh, I feel like a segue should come in. Like, well, well, then, and like after there was, I think the validation did come much sooner. But then he was 
I was like, well, now I'm going to wait till the couples episodes until those come back around. <laughs> because for the month of July, did I already say this? Or was that in the previous <laughs> recording? <laughs> yeah. The students are gone. No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, the couples. So for the month okay. of July, I don't know if you guys remember, this time last year, we did episodes where we had husband and wife duos come in. <laughs> and talk about working with each other, you know, working in the in their business together, like the challenges, the good stuff, everything. Because um, the one thing I was saying was that my wife, Shannon, would never work with me. <laughs> She'd she just like, no, 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 I would never. We talked about so, even trying to get her on the podcast with you for it, and did you, did you ask her yet? Uh, what? If, if she would be on the podcast if she with you. come be on the podcast yeah, as like for the a couples, guest? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think she would do no. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she would do it. I mean, one Valentine's Day podcast. Which I would do. love to have that her would be on sometime, but yeah. I don't think she would do it. Yeah. Unfortunately, so. she'd be taking your seat. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I, as it is, I'll have That's to be. I have to be Colin's it. work wife, which is fine anyway. There you, there you go. So well, anyway, last year it went over so well. We had such great feedback on it that now this July is actually the one year anniversary. There's five Mondays in July, so we're going to do five couples episodes as long as everything goes well with scheduling and everything, and recording. And everything else and recording. Yeah. Was that one time? <laughs> um, yeah. Exactly. But uh, but we're going to do it, and it was a lot of fun. So I'm excited to to you know get things kicked off with Chad and Alice in Paris this morning. Yes. Good morning. You guys. Good morning. What up? All right. So. You've seen our format. Hopefully, have you at least watched one of these, Chad? Please. I mean, one. Half of one? I watched a promo video. No, I've watched one. Or two. Maybe five. (laughs) Or I've been watching them all. All right, good. So, I mean, you kind of know our format. So, the way we like to start is kind of really getting into that origin story a little bit. I, uh, I mean, you know, as a also a branding marketing person like I love I love stories right I mean that's what that's what we do is we tell stories um, and this has been such an like an honor really to dive into people's stories and really get into the origin and now I know because we're such really good friends that I know your story pretty well but I want the rest of Gainesville and the rest of the world to to hear it through your eyes and and then I'm gonna well we're gonna get into a whole bunch of questions I'm sure <laughs> so so give it to us. Well, do you want the long version or the short version? I want whatever version you want to tell yeah, me. Because I think on the PDF you guys sent me, it said like, "Please don't drag on." If your answers <laughs> well, I mean, are so we have long. we have about fifty-seven minutes since we didn't record the first three minutes. <laughs> to hear the origin story. <laughs> so no, but um, not like I'll tell you if you're taking too long. I mean, if it's forty-five minutes in and you've only gotten to age three, then it's probably yeah. too long. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Paris Leave was started uh, June of 2010, and uh, it really came out. Speak of into the a, mic, bro. Into the microphone. Yes. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. No, you're good. Uh, it really came out of a desire to create an environment for Allison and I to have an opportunity to work together. Uh, I was working at another uh, at another firm here in town. And I had lost my kind of partner in crime, my assistant that they hired for me. Um, and I'd gone through a couple of them, just hadn't been able to find like a, uh, you know, a good right hand to team up with. And so I asked the company if uh, we could hire uh, Allison as my assistant. And part of it was because I noticed we were just such a good team. I think we, we really grew up playing team sports, Allison playing softball, me playing soccer. And, um, I think we both played a bunch of other things. What and position so, did you play in soccer? Let's get everything. Like, to the important question. Cent- center mid. I was really? running all over the place. Oh, you're, yeah, yeah. That's what my son plays. Yeah, yeah. Cool. 
I am your son. Hey, dude, Schaefer, dude, Schaefer can run a 5K in 20 minutes and 40 seconds. I heard. Yeah, he's nine years old. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, he clearly got his athletic skills from Shannon. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Anyway, so um, yeah, so we we I, I asked my bosses at the time if they would hire my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> and naturally they said absolutely not. And so um, I think that's where the idea kind of spawned from. We were like, wow, we're a really good team. We love working together every day. Whenever we would get into like little spats and stuff like that, we would kind of remind each other like, whoa, same team, and then we just kind of high five it out, and then we would be like good to go again. And um, so yeah, I, I wanted that in my work environment. And as soon as my bosses said no, um, we were kind of walking around the, the village center in Hill Plantation all of a sudden we were like, you know what? We could do this on our own. Why don't we go off and, and break off and start our own thing? And that was kind of the ripe age of uh, 23 years old. And uh, you know, at the time we had- What year was that? You said 2010. 2010, yeah. Okay. So yeah, the ripe, I, I mean, at that time, you had like all these really young startup entrepreneurs. You had uh, B. Lokesh, you had Kristen Hadid, um, this guy Colin Austin. Um, <laughs> He's and, pretty and, cool. And, you know, the guys over at Groove Shark, like starting businesses at a really young age, we thought, why not us, you know? And so um, I, I love to say, you know, Parasleep very much Gainesville inspired. I don't know if Parasleep would exist if it weren't for, um, you know, the atmosphere that's happening in Gainesville. So. Um, that's kind of the the origin story. I don't know how much further along you want me to go. Well, now we're going to get the truth from Allison. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit back and drink your coffee. <laughs> I often get that. <laughs> I get that all the time, man. That's great. And that's why I'm like so glad she's here because she often doesn't come out in public and, and speak up. But when she does, it's just brilliant. So I know. Well, well we were yeah, testing the mic. Yeah. This morning, right. I was like, "Oh, that voice is so sultry." She's got that like <laughs> she got a great little radio voice over there, Allison. Like, oh, oh this my. is a husband and wife episode. You're gonna do this every single. I know. <laughs> Come on, bud. Oh, Dim the lights. <laughs> yeah. Dim the lights with yeah. some little jazz music on in the background. It's funny because last night I was envisioning like, "Oh, we're gonna be the first people to walk off set." Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah. and strike. One. I mean. <laughs> <It's shy. laughs> Oh, Y'all all, can just keep cutting up the whole time. We're only like, we're only like 10 minutes in. We got, we got a little ways to so go. the real story, Allison. So the real story. Um, I mean, Chad spoke really well. Um, you know, we our partnership is really special. Um, and obviously, we are married. And um, we started Paris Leaf when we were just dating, actually. We weren't even engaged. Um, but really what was driving us to create something together was this desire for a healthy work environment. And that kind of fueled and has continued to fuel everything we've done at Paris Leaf. Um, you know, neither one of us really came from a specifically creative background, although I'd argue we actually do both come from kind of tangential creative backgrounds. Um, but we wanted to create something special where we could have that healthy partnership and team mentality in everything we do and really look forward to coming into work every day. Um, I, ha I come from an academic background and the environment there is pretty cutthroat. Um, and for me, it just it wasn't the type of lifestyle that I desired for myself um, or my family. And so, yes, at the ripe old age of 23, <laughs> we um, we felt inspired to start something and go out on a on, on a limb but and so try were, something new. Were you working at that time? 
Yes, I was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so whose idea was it though? I mean, did you kind of approach her about it or did she approach you about it? I think it was a I think it was a combination of both of our ideas. We mm-hmm. kind of had this epiphany moment at the same time and yeah. just started dreaming together. I, I don't know if it was one person's idea or the other. Um, I knew that Chad could never work for anyone but me, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the truth I, kinda, I was asking I know, for, thank I you know, very I much. I know. We knew we'd get there at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw the writing on the wall for sure, um, just as in terms of, well, Chad comes from a very entrepreneurial um, family. Um, both of his parents owned their own businesses and um, were very successful. And um, you know, I, I saw that spirit in him and I knew that my value add and kind of my part of that kind of relationship was balancing the, um, you know, uh, extroverted salesman type, um, you know, uh, uh, compassionate, persuasive, um, you know, uh, <laughs> exuberant, <Keep going. laughs> exuberant um, personality with with mine, where where I'm very kind of. Um, uh, logical and um, organized and you know we kind of we just kind of balance one another naturally in that in that way but um, don't let her sell herself short she was starting businesses at like nine years old like yeah. beyond the lemonade stand she was doing like uber for babysitters at like <laughs> at, at such a young age yeah. so you know she really came from a stronger entrepreneurial background than I did um, so when the two of us kind of came together and just had this moment it was just there was there was no stopping the freight train once the idea was planted. Yeah. Okay, so but the idea itself, like I mean, mm-hmm. to create a creative agency, sure. Like where, when? I mean, was that simply because of where you had been working? You're like, oh, I'm just gonna go and do this and do this better, or like, I mean, why was it an agency at 23 years old? You're like, oh, like we're gonna do yeah. this. So it, it actually wasn't an agency. Um, if you remember going all the way back, uh, the first time that you and I met, uh, you know, we were sitting down talking about paper printing. And that was what my background was in. <clears throat> so I had. Uh, I just thought that was another side hustle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was Parish Leaf. Um, yeah, we started in printing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so uh, I had come from printing, uh, uh, screen printed t shirt operation out of another city that will not be named because. Mm-hmm. It's Athens, Georgia, <laughs> and uh, um, you know. So my background was in printing. I came over to uh, an, another firm here in town, um, and uh, they did a, a ton of printing, but it was on you know a bunch of different other mediums and things like that. And um, you know, really fell in love with the power of, of paper printing. Um, you know, the fact that you can make a ton of impressions with very low cost and. Um, and then Allison kind of sprinkled her magic on top of it and really said, you know, if we're going to do this, we should do it right and make sure that we're using business as an opportunity to, um, you know, do good in the world um, and give back to the environment because printing is just completely pillaging uh, the environment. So that was the original plan. <clears throat> About six months in, that plan was failing miserably. Um, it wasn't and failing, it was evolving. <laughs> <laughs> It was failing miserably. <laughs> Everyone who needs print needs yeah. creative services, right? Because yeah. they generally were coming to us and saying, hey, I need business cards. And we're like, okay, send us over your files. And they're like, well, I don't have any. Can you help me with that? So there was this natural entry into the creative side. Um, and almost immediately we were helping service our clients and you know their business card layout needs, postcards, et cetera, et cetera. And that kind of very quickly evolved to us growing primarily creative team um, and 
very quickly evolved into um, you know expanding our services to include websites and all that. Um, <clears throat> and as our clients kind of continued to have these needs, um, it was almost organic in that our team grew to service those needs. Um, so that's how we got to where we are. How today. did you guys really start to define? what the brand, like your brand was gonna look like. Because the one thing that I can say about Paris Leaf from my perspective is that you've really gone into, um, I don't wanna say high end, like, like the presentation is super professional. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everything about it is like super professional. Um, and and I've seen that evolution over tenure, like in terms of the, the type of clients and stuff. And I mean, is, was that intentional or was that also kind of evolutionary? Like these were, I guess what I'm asking is like, did you guys intentionally go out and say like, these, these are the kind of clients that we want to work with? Mm. And, or did they just gravitate towards you guys? Yeah, I mean, I'd say the size of the projects kept growing and that was very intentional. And a lot of that came from more of a desire from our team initially okay. um, that they wanted to be able to immerse themselves into projects more and more. And so instead of spreading out and going for breadth, we decided to really go for depth. Um, and so we went <coughs> deeper and deeper into branding. We went deeper and deeper into digital um, as opposed to, you know, all right, now we're going to do advertising. We're going to do PR. We're going to do marketing. We're going to try and be everything to everyone. Um, where we got the most fulfillment and where we felt like we could affect businesses the most was um, with really deep creative work, work that was really well researched and um, you know that, that we could toy with and improve and collaborate on. So <clears throat> I think that's, that is, like we didn't set out and say, all right, we're gonna do only high-end projects just because they have big price tags. It was more, um, I, I think on one side, we had clients that said, hey, I want you to move the needle more. And on the other side, we had our creative saying, hey, we want to invest in our projects more. And those two really go hand in hand. Um, typically, the bigger the price tag, the more well-researched, the more well-thought-out, the better the work's going to be. Um, that's not always the case, but I think with us it is. Yeah, agreed. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you guys decided that you were going to start this business. How did you determine who was going to be the CEO, CEO and COO? <laughs> it was so natural. I mean, was it? yeah. If anyone has spent more than five minutes with us, they can pretty much guess who would be what. <laughs> um, I'm just very operational driven. I have a hat that says spreadsheets on it. Like that's just <laughs> how my brain thinks. I crave I crave data and logic, and I, I crave it because it inform it's 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 telling its own story. Um, and so that's that's my value add to the to the business is, is really helping our, our operations and um, kind of internal culture and taking care of our people. Um, and Chad naturally rises up as um, CEO because he's always thinking about the next big thing, always dreaming. Um, it's starting to, to sound to point, eerily similar. To, to the point, like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Y'all are adorable. And for our next <laughs> husband and right. episode. I, I told you, I'm practically his work wife, so. I love yeah. it, I love it. I mean, I mean I you will, are. You're, like, describing Mike with the spreadsheets. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you can, like, blow those spreadsheets up. You don't have to look at them at, at point <laughs> 60 or whatever it is. Like, see like, every cell. See, like, the little dick. He likes to see, like, every cell on the screen. Oh, that's awesome. Like, super tiny. I'm, like, I've got a hat a for you. Like, 
us. Like, what the? Yeah. I will say, Allison said anybody who spent more than five seconds with us totally gets it. But anybody five who minutes, is okay. five minutes, anybody who's probably spent more than like a couple of meetings with us typically goes like, Chad, what are you doing here, buddy? <laughs> they'd have, at some point, realizing like, oh, Allison could really run the show without you. So um, not true. I, I mean, I give her a lot of respect for the value that um, you know she brings to the agency, and um, I don't know. I just Parisleaf wouldn't exist if it weren't for her. I know that for a fact. It would just be a bunch of of crazy kooky ideas that would never actually go anywhere. Have you guys done that Adobe Creative Test? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, what are? Do you know what you are? Uh, I am the. I can't remember if it was the visionary, or the innovator. I think I'm the visionary. Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. I'm the maker. The maker. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Did you do? That? I have not done that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think what I was a visionary. Visionary. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it's funny because yeah. it's like, yeah. and it, when we were talking about when my team was like, "Hey, you should do this," and. I mean, they all could predict that. Mm. They were all like, you're mm-hmm. 100%. What are the other options there? So you have visionary, what, creative? Uh, maker, innovator. Maker, thinker, innovator. Adventure. What was it? Adventure. 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 Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, remember what, Was there another one? Producer. She's checking. Producer. Producer. Yeah, you're checking. If you check our Facebook page, you should see like a, a yeah, list anyway, of possibilities. It was, it was super interesting. It was cool. It was like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was neat. And, I'll tell you, and so then I'm like, dang, really that sounds exactly like me. And I'm very much, yeah. I, we're the same. I mean, Yeah, y'all are very similar. We, we, we paint these pictures, right? <laughs> sure. And I think that's what like inspires teams. And, yeah. and they're like, dude, I want to follow this. I yeah. want to be like right there. And um, I don't know. It's but you can't do it without the execution yeah. <laughs> the people who are actually like putting the spreadsheets and be like hey yo you need to look at this yeah. <laughs> you know I, I love what um, the founder of Patagonia said about the entrepreneur he said if you want to if you want to understand the entrepreneurial mindset just look in the prison system because they're the ones that are breaking all the rules. Unfortunately, there are those that instead of breaking rules, they break laws and they end up in prison. But the the entrepreneur, the the innovator, um, you know, the visionary is typically going to be the one that is kind of breaking all the rules. That's that's looking at something as an obstacle, more as a brick wall that you're never going to be able to get through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk to me now about some of the culture stuff because you guys left you know, what you were doing mm-hmm. because you had this in your mind of like, I want to create mm-hmm. a work environment that I'm going to enjoy. Yeah. And I know that your team members do as well. I mean, what things did you do early to, to instill like mm-hmm. that, to make sure that that was going to happen, right? I mean, and, and maybe even talk to me about some of the challenges because sure, yeah, I was gonna there's actually, a lot of challenges, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, every s- business owner is gonna be like, yeah, it's great and all, but like, mm-hmm. tell me the hard shit. We're only 27 <laughs> minutes in, Allie's already gonna start crying. No, <laughs> oh, don't cry. no tears, no tears. <laughs> no, um, I was gonna speak to kind of like a trial and error type of approach because um, your culture has so much to do with the individuals who are on the team, right? And it, sh- it can shift really dramatically depending on the individuals who kind of come in and out of your doors. Um, So I think if anything, Chad and I have stayed pretty consistent um, and our vision for a really collaborative, healthy work environment that lifts one another up and um, uh, allows people to feel like they're in a safe environment to kind of share their hearts um, has always been our vision. And um, we've just become more and more particular about who we let through those doors. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much. So, you know, I I, I think that um, we take a lot of ownership and responsibility for when the culture has gone sour um, because that's 
that that was our fault from the get-go. We let the wrong people through the doors. Does that make sense? Yep. So, yeah. I'll kind of narrow it down like this. This is the evolution of Paris Leaf. 1.0, super lovely, not very effective. 2.0, which is like kind of the next evolution of our team, was super effective, but not very lovely. And 3.0 was finally that combination of both. And that, that took a long time to figure out that that was possible. We thought there's no way we're gonna be able to get the degree and the, the caliber of talent that we want. And they're also gonna be amazing people to work with. And um, it's funny, that was the one thing I wanted to talk about today is like, we just, we love our team. Yeah, we our team's amazing. We love the people that we work <laughs> with every single day. I'm so excited to come into work. And it makes such a big difference when you can come in in the morning, say good morning, and people are like, morning, you know? <laughs> We're like, morning, you know? It's like, it is the most, I mean, it's like, it, it's such a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, I think I was having uh, a, a pretty tough personal time about a week and a half, two weeks ago or something like that and ended up taking a personal day for myself, which is super unusual, but there was just a bunch of crazy personal stuff happening outside of us. And um, I couldn't wait to come back into the office and as soon as I walked in, I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's why we wanted to create that environment because you spend more time with the yeah. people you're working with than you do unless you're Alice and I, but then you do with your loved ones. So you need to like them a lot. You need mm-hmm. to really, really like care deeply about these people. So um, I remember talking to some really successful people about that that were quite a bit more successful than, than we are really early on. And they're like, yeah, buddy, good luck with that. That ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. And it's working just fine. And, and not only that, but I think the people are willing to run through walls for us because they know we're willing to run through walls for them. All right, so, but Allison, you said it was a lot of trial and error. I mean, Mm -hmm. so what processes did you guys put in place to ensure, like, now with the next hire? Yeah. Like, you're you're definitely getting it right. So, um, as part of our hiring process, we have multiple conversations, um, and I'm asking direct questions, but I'm really trying to read into who the individual is and what they value as opposed to just like what their answer is. Does that make sense? So there's a lot of exploratory question questioning that, that happens. In addition, we um, do take a variety of different kind of like personality assessments. Um, we have one called the thinking continuum, which has been really valuable because it's and it's similar to the Adobe uh, kind of um, test okay. that we were talking about earlier where it really evaluates kind of on the scale where your where your comfort zone is. Um, and it's, it's based on kind of how you feel, how you measure risk along with a couple other things. But Chad's score is really high because risk, he's, he's very quick to, you know, kind of make risky um, moves. Add a boy. <laughs> Similar to you, Colin. Um, and, and then go to prison. <laughs> and I fall kind of right in the middle, which kind of makes me um, really good at a high level operations because um, I can do the detail, but I can also kind of pulse on the culture and things like that. Um, we also do Enneagram testing. So that's been really valuable. Um, that tells us how to understand and have empathy for the individual and also to understand where they're coming from when they're in a good place and when they're maybe not in a healthy place um, and help them kind of redirect um, and support them to 
get back to their healthy place. Um, we do Myers-Briggs. We um, do, actually, we have everyone take love languages because it's really important, especially for Chad and I, when we are in a place of, well, we're pretty much always in a place of gratitude. Um, but we're, when we're feeling in a place of gratitude towards someone, we want to know how they're going to best receive that gratitude. Um, and then um, we, we also have the team meet with the person because it's not just our decision, it's a team collective decision. And we have a small enough team where we can get away with that. Everyone- How big is the team now? We have nine people total. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's a, you know, um, everyone on the team kind of gets to know the individual and make sure that they feel like a good cultural fit. Um, and then, you know, we kind of take it day by day because you don't really know someone until they're in your door. <laughs> yeah, so how so, long is that process? Yeah, Does the interview process yeah. or once they're in the, okay. Three years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. I'm starting to wonder. I'm like, <laughs> no, I mean, it's a range. It depends on the individual, their background, if they've worked in a, a contractor capacity with us or whether they're just kind of like a fresh um, through the door. But I would say on average between one to three months, depending on the position and all of that. Like our, we, you know, we had over, I think, 250 people apply for a creative director position, and it took us about six to eight months, I think, to finalize that process, but that was a really kind of critical hire for us two and a half years ago. But do you guys fear that somebody good is gonna get, like, grabbed up, waiting three months to, if no, it's if not it's really. not yeah if, if it's they want to be with be, us yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean we want somebody who who like sees something really special in Paris Leaf wants to be a part of that and you know they're they're willing to have the patience and and fight for it because they see that we're creating something special and and unique that most other creative agencies don't have yeah and I think you know it's we have to make sure that we're making a smart decision for the business. So we always say, we want you to come in and hit the ground running and be queued up with you know a, a lot of work and make sure that you're gonna be successful in this position. So sometimes it's like, we're ready, we want to hire you, we just need to make sure we have a stacked pipeline for you. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna send over the paperwork just as soon as we have ensured enough work is on your plate, you know, to set you up for success. Mm, so, interesting. Yeah. You ever find that the team is like a bigger critic of who, who gets through the process than, than what you guys are? Like when you said the team comes in and yeah. they like interview them, they're like, no. Nah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, occasionally, yeah. and I lean on them for that, you know. I think sometimes, um, Chad and I, it, we kind of fall in love with people pretty easily, um, and, some, and, and we've been hurt by that in the past. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I think hiring individuals, um, we have a couple very strong empaths on our team, so I really turn to them to really pick up on energy that maybe I'm missing um, because I'm kind of blinded by the kind of vision of ha having this person on our team. Um, so it's, it's really valuable to have that team input. Have you ever had somebody who was like, where you guys were like 100% yes, and they were like 100% <laughs> no. no, and you? Generally, there's a pretty strong consensus, because okay. usually by the time we've met with someone multiple times, and you know, I, I always kind of trail them through the studio if I can, and introduce them to people, and that is part of the interview. People may not realize that, but from the second they pull in the parking lot, I'm watching them. She's giving away all of our secrets. <laughs> It's good. No, no. I mean, there's so much you can learn about someone. Even you guys should write a blog on the uh, on all the little tests that you guys 
the personality yeah. stuff that you guys do. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I, I mean, I For like sure. yeah. link because I can't I can't write this stuff down yeah. fast enough. Right. So. <laughs> well, but I think like, you pressed record, right? Yeah. Right. So <laughs> this, this time I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can always Get roasted on my own podcast. Keep the roast. This is what happens. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hey, have you met that that podcast? The guy who never hits record. <laughs> That's the future. No one's heard about him. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, so if it takes like one to three months, you said like on average, right? Yeah. To, like, do you are you usually hiring out of like vision at that point, or do you ever get to a point where you're hiring on need? And what is that like? Yeah, so that's a great question. So in the past, we've been in a place, and this is a lesson learned over time. We've put ourselves in a position where we were in a place of need and kind of had to make quicker decisions than mm-hmm. we would prefer to, um, and that's kind of bit us. So we've learned over time to actually keep a stacked bench of contractors that we can that are reliable that don't really desire that full time employment, um, but have helped service, you know, support our services. Um, And and in the event, we actually had a really successful hire, shout out to Kyle, um, our web (laughs) developer. Uh, He actually was working in a contractor capacity for us for a number of months. And over time, we just, we both kind of realized like, this would be amazing for you to join our team full time. Um, So keeping that contractor bench stacked has really been a strategic move for us to Mm -hmm. allow us to have the, the time um, that we need to ensure that we're we're hiring the right people. That's awesome. We're also keeping so. the hire bench stacked as well. Like yes. we have yeah, those we people have, lined that's up, true. ready to rock and roll, so that when we end up lining up enough work, that we can make that hire. Uh, or if you know, heaven forbid, there's some kind of turnover, then we have that hire lined up and, and ready. Because as Allison mentioned, we've had those times before where we've rushed into a hire more out of a need. And um, and we didn't actually send them through the process the way we would anybody else. We weren't able to be as critical. Right. Yeah. It's always the fear. I've, I mean, I've definitely been in that situation in our business. It's it's such a roller coaster because of the seasonality with the students and everything. And, and yeah. we do get into a lot of situations where it's like August is right around the corner. I've got to hire somebody like now. Yeah. And and maybe we didn't have the the capacity to bring them on sooner. Um, mm. So you are making those those quick decisions and, and sure. that's hard. I mean, like, as you said, like somebody can come in the door, it could take any one person and they ha- have such a wide effect on the culture. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that, that gets a little scary, but. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, I listened to a lot of Gary Vee stuff and he recently had a quote that was, um, it was like, I mean, cause he's a very much, we've talked about this before. All the time. Hire yeah. fast, fire fast. Mm-hmm. And it gets, cause he's very much a, you know, Hiring is guessing, firing is knowing. Hmm. Like that was like a recent quote, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. He's very, <laughs> so especially when I mean, I think it's a little bit different because you guys, it sounds like you're very, very intentional about the hires. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you still don't know until they're through right, the doors. Right, though exactly. I said that earlier. Like you can do your due diligence, and you can still position yourself where you're you're putting your culture and your team in a vulnerable position by bringing someone in that wasn't right. Yeah. Um, so it is your due diligence as an owner to make sure that you're making those decisions in a timely manner. That's also something that we've learned the hard way. You know, we've we've sat on our hands and kept someone around too long, and it's had such a negative impact on our culture and even even our sales. It's amazing what the the culture, when it is in a positive place, how it 
impacts the types of businesses that you're attracting. For sure. Um, and I'm sure client, like the types of clients you're attracting um, versus when your culture is maybe, oh, sorry, I'm hitting the table. I'm not supposed to do that. She told me to watch. <laughs> she said, Chad, you do this all the time. And she's like, bang. Sorry. Um, versus when you, um, I lost my train of thought. When you uh, have a, a culture that is maybe you know struggling a little bit, then the impact of that, even on a sales basis, like uh, yeah, for sure, you know, you're not attracting the right type of work because you're you're not in a good place. So the you know people can kind of sense that, at least in the work that we do. You yeah, know? I think everybody. Like, I, I would say most companies are probably going to agree that culture is such it's like the lifeblood of the organization. Yeah. I mean, you get it wrong. You're, yeah. Like you're feeling it, whether it's in sales or just yeah. in camaraderie, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the 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 hiring process is definitely super interesting to me, and mm-hmm. I and I think that's just ultimately going to depend on on the type of business. I mean, yeah. like this this business, like New Scooters Plus, definitely gets to a point where it's like, hey, oh, you have a pulse, great, come right. in the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like. It's like, oh, you can you know how to work that screwdriver? Awesome. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I think it's, it's particularly important in a service-based industry, right? Because our people are our product. You guys actually have like a physical product that you're selling. You're selling scooters, um, and you're selling maintenance, but you're also selling the people who do it. Yeah, so you guys much. actually have like kind of a all-in-one package mm-hmm. where it's that's your that's your purple cow for lack of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. Like that, you guys are selling an experience, not just. You come in, buy a scooter, and walk out. Um, and you know, for us, our our people are our services. So it's even more important to have the right people in the right seats on the bus. Yep. So, so I'm yeah. really looking forward to doing team interviews next. That way, if the yeah. person totally doesn't, do yeah, interviews. the person doesn't work out, gonna be like, well, you guys hired. Him. Like, oh, fault. and I meant to mention earlier one thing that we do that's immensely valuable that I advocate anyone bring into their um, process is uh, one-on-ones. So we meet with all of our teammates um, pretty consistently. Um, and How our, often? So our creative director actually meets with his production team every other week. Um, and I'm actually starting to do kind of an internal ops one-on-one every three to four weeks with each individual. Um, for how long? Oh, I'm sorry, for an hour. For an hour? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Gives you a chance to touch base with the person, not only in like a how, how is work going, but in a how are you doing yeah. you know. it also gives you a chance to reinforce the values I think mm-hmm. that was something that yeah. you know we haven't really touched on but um, you know in this most recent iteration we finally defined our culture and said like this is what we're all about this is what we hire for this is what we fire for this is what we give raises for like this is who we are as an organization this is what makes up our DNA and so during those one-on-ones, it really gives us an opportunity to really reinforce those values and to say, hey, when you did this, that was opposed to our values, or hey, when you did this, I was really proud of you because it was really in alignment with our values. Um, I think we need those constant reminders. I mean, I myself can forget our own core values and why we're doing what we're doing. Um, but that is, that is what we do as an agency, is help companies define that. So we need to do it for ourselves really, really well. Yeah. Okay. How many how many values do you guys have? Five. Five. I know uh, you have like fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We added one last night actually. <laughs> Did you? Oh god. That's it's hysterical. There's like twelve and then like the team adds all these like secret ones uh. that nobody really knows about. Yeah. You may want to look at behaviors. This is something that Ritz Carlton does, is that they have I think forty behaviors 
um, that's very similar to the way we treat values. Yeah. Um, and it really could all kind of feed up to like these five core values. But yeah, after about five, you start to forget them. Yeah. Um, really, I, we have five and I'm having a hard time remembering them all, let alone your team remembering them all and being able to train for those things. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess my question is like, if you really hire people who fit the values, then do you need to necessarily know what they are? And the reason I'm asking this is because yeah. I've, so we recently had Kristen on the show. Yeah. And we got into, you know, I think they have, they have 10, I think, or they had 10 core values. And, and she was literally like, and I was good. I, I know that company culture has been something that she's been so in tune with. Like, mm. this is like the yeah. thing. And she was like, Colin, like, I literally got on stage and somebody asked me what the core values were and I couldn't remember them. And yep. she was like, I got to like number seven and I was like, oh, so if you want the rest of them, you gotta email me. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, and she's like, I was really embarrassed. And I mean, I was mm -hmm. grateful that she shared that on the show because it was sure. obviously a very vulnerable moment. Um, but she was like, yeah, well, you know, we're getting rid of like the values as they're laid out, you mm -hmm. know, in terms of. I guess being super defined, yeah. Um, because yeah. she's because she's realized like that their purpose is not you know the, over time like their purpose is not cleaning homes right it's mm -hmm. it's building the next generation of leaders. But but going back to your earlier point of you know if if we know what our values are and if we're hiring for those values then do people really need to know what they are? I think absolutely they do because sometimes we can do something accidentally that's out of alignment with integrity. Sometimes we can blame somebody else when really we should be taking responsibility ourselves, which is two of our main core values. Um, sometimes we can just be settling as opposed to striving for excellence. So even though be, th those things are inherent in us, doesn't mean we always do it perfectly. And sometimes we go through things in our personal lives that really ends up affecting us so that we get out of alignment with one of those values. Mm. So yeah, I, I think it is absolutely essential. You you keep driving home those values, like this is what we stand for as a company. And if that's not in alignment with you anymore and you've you've outgrown that, that's fine. We wish you the best of luck. Yeah. And we really do. And we'll help you find the next few opportunities, whatever it is. But um, if you're gonna be here, this is what we stand for as an organization. Yeah, which is kind of what I think as has happened with a lot of what, what mm -hmm. Kristen was doing was it's just been almost like an evolution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's not the values haven't necessarily changed. The values are still there and in place. There's just been an evolution, and mm -hmm. it's yeah. uh, I don't know, it's interesting. So, what are your thirteen core values? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you the fastest Man. way to. I, the I, know, I know the twelve. The, yeah, the fastest way to forget them is be on camera or on stage. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, and I think values also gives you an opportunity to. It's it's like it kind of. Uh, like a foundation for celebration, right? So when someone really rises up and it kind of shows an example of excellence or responsibility or candor, um, it's an opportunity to really celebrate them in that moment um, and reinforce the desire for those types of um, actions around the office, you know? Yeah. yeah. So It's interesting because I've seen how those values even bleed off into other organizations or other, yeah. or even my family. Like mm -hmm. I posted something yesterday or I shared a post from the Veterans Entrepreneurship Program at UF. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, it was a great to go in and speak. I went and spoke this week or last week um, to that group and was like, hey, you know, it was, it was a real honor to go in there. And I, my mom had saw it and she had even messaged me. She goes, 
you know, ser- serving that core value, which one of our core values is serving a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, she had pointed that out, and I was like, "Dang, mom knows the core values." <laughs> I'm like, okay, so it was. Yeah. You know, it's cool to to see how it impacts those around us through just you know by having them defined. I think absolutely. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I think about one of our clients. Their um, one of their core values is straight talk, and basically some version of candor and. Um, that really inspired me to realize like, you know what, we are pretty passive around here. That was kind of 2.0 for Paris Leaf. And so uh, that, that's where the inspiration for me at least came for candor. Uh, but for us, it's, it's candor led with love, you know, that you need to be truthful, but not, not aggressive, not offensive. Um, by all means, be honest. Let's talk about what's going on. We need to make sure you spend some time really thinking about it. So yeah, I absolutely think other people's values can be super inspiring. I mean, I think about the ultimate ultimate customer experience all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and it's funny because out of all 12 core values that we have, or 16 or however many, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's been that's been the number one that, that, you know, that's been the thing that has really yeah. defined the culture was that number one core value of creating and recreating that ultimate customer experience. Yeah. So yeah. Huh, it's interesting. On to challenges of working with each other. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because, because yeah. <laughs> I know you guys give this little high five. Hey, we're on the same team. Yeah. I mean, Allison. Yeah. Chad, just, Chad just moves, off. just back off. Oh, Allison, tell us the truth. Oh, okay, like, no. no, I mean, like, I know you guys have an incredible relationship, but yeah. seriously, like, I mean, do you get sick and tired of each other? <laughs> I mean, you see each other all the time. That's a fair question. Like you work question. with each other. Yeah. You go home with question. each other. You're literally mm-hmm. with each other the whole time. One yeah. would think. Yeah. Do you get like tired of each other? I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart, I never get tired of my husband. And we spend, you're right, we spend a That's lot of time That's it for today's show, everybody. I'm just kidding. I was going to go into why that is. Um, you know, I think that especially, like, knowing our personalities, knowing our strengths, right? Um, we are so complimentary to the point where we really don't even touch, like step on each other's toes that often. Um, I work downstairs in the studio. Chad works upstairs in his office. Um, you know, we we used to share a car, which was fun, um, but we have, you know, our own vehicles now. And so there is like a, while we are side by side running this business together, there is kind of this inherent like separation of skills and responsibilities and duties and, and it's, nice when we're able to spend time working on the business instead of in the business but when we're in the business we're kind of you know independent in a lot of ways like that we communicate all the time um you know to make sure that we're making decisions that are healthy for the business we have one-on-ones weekly to check in on kind of financials and sales and all that um but and then I th- nightly, we do our pillow talks. That's when we do the real board meetings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, is it hard to really turn it off when you get home? Yeah, that's a great question. Always, yeah, that's a great that's question. A question. Um, uh, that probably I am is... a great interviewer, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the last question, not so much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I think, it, I mean, the last question was really valuable because you, when you think about a couple who spends, decides to spend their life together and then they also decide to run mm. a business together, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of time together, that's a lot of work. I mean, it takes, um, you know, it, it takes a lot of strength and energy and patience, um, which I think he and I both are pretty equipped 
um, in those areas. I think we're both high energy people. We have a lot of patience, um, and you know, we're we're both pretty dedicated and um, work really hard. Yeah, I really yeah. wonder if that is related to the fact that that you guys are yeah. so complementary. Yeah, because I mean, I wonder if you're both visionaries. Oh, there's if you no guys way. would be tripping over we each other all so the time. There's no different, way. Different, Colin. I mean, yeah, there's no I way. I think that is the only reason why we're able to work together yeah. as well as we do. I think it starts with division of labor. Um, right out of the gate, uh, for some reason, when we were on that walk around the village center and we were deciding to start this thing, right out of the gate, we were like, all right, you're gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And we just immediately drew a line and said, all right, here's your sandbox and here's my sandbox. If we decided to be co-CEOs and co-visionaries together, it wouldn't work. It just yeah. it just wouldn't work. We're, we're so different and that's why it works so well. And um, our roles are so different, even though it's a small company, and yeah, we work in the same office, and yes, we, we meet together, we make decisions about the team and the company all the time together. Um, we really don't spend that much time working side by side. So I think that's a major reason why it also works so well, is we still very much have our independence. Yeah, and we have a lot of respect for what one another does, Absolutely. right? So it's yeah. not like I'm watching Chad make decisions or you know go after clients, I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. You know, There's never that like, fear of him not doing something the way that I would want him to do because I 100% respect the fact that he's got that on lock and he knows what he's doing and I would be horrible in that position, right? I would never be the one out doing sales, ever. Yeah. Um, and and he would never be loving spreadsheets as much as I do. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, so yeah. back to pillow oh, yeah. talk now. Okay, yes. okay so, so like, separation. you guys get home. What time, like, what time do you guys normally get home? Uh, we leave the normal office hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We leave the office right around five thirty, five, sometimes six, um, and then generally uh, we, we do some version we go of to, recap. We go to Orange Theory and have a good workout. Nice, nice uh, twelve point burn. Um, yeah. Some splat <laughs> points. Boris. <laughs> what? No, we don't do Body by Boris. We I know, but theory. I wanted to mention that because they're sponsoring my podcast. Right. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> Sorry, sorry. B three gym. B three gym. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, generally, you know, we have some sort of like transition from work into home life, which is really valuable because um, I do think that kind of separates it. But uh, yeah, I mean, work comes up all the time in conversation. Um, you know, we have uh, standing date night Wednesday nights. Um, and generally we will start the evening kind of in some sort of conversation related to work. And then at some point, one of us takes the responsibility to say, hey, let's just like connect with one another. And that's, that's really our opportunity to like reconnect back in with um, one another outside of kind of the business life. Um, we also travel a lot and that is our way of disconnecting. Um, Unfortunately, we've had a lot of like family-related travel lately, so we really haven't had that like one-on-one -on -one time. So I think we're really overdue for that. Um, but that's an immensely important part of our self-care is making sure that we're getting that time together outside of our like normal day-to-day -day routine because um, that pulls us out of the day-to-day -day frenzy of running a business together. So. So no challenges, perfect working no, life. No, 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 I didn't say that. <laughs> and you maybe, guys right here, if yeah. they're, maybe I they're should. now gonna start uh, couples counseling for oh people who own businesses together. <laughs> we thought about it. No, it's, I, I wouldn't say that there are no challenges by any means. I mean, they, they come up, I'm a pain in the ass. I know I'm a pain in the ass. And Allison has to wrangle me in all the time. 
Um, Allison loves sticking to a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, she is an ops. She is a true blue-blooded ops person. Like when she has a plan, she is sticking to it. I mean, come hell or high water. And that was, I mean, like early on, that was one of our biggest challenges because we start off as a printing company and all of a sudden I want to do web design and what about the plan? And and next thing you know, it's like, all right, fine, we'll try it and see what happens. And yeah. like evolve, evolve, evolve. Now you have what Parasleep is today. And um, so, you know, we, we definitely go toe to toe on certain things, but at the end of the day, we always give a high five and remind each other like same team. Um, sometimes we do need to step away and we absolutely do fight over things. You know, we absolutely do raise our voices and get pissy and whatever it is. But one of us always goes, okay, let's, let's kind of step away. Let's take a moment. Let's come back and figure out what's really going on. And most of the time it comes down to the fact that I've just drank too much coffee or I haven't gotten (laughs) enough sleep and it's really just me being pissy. Um, but no, I mean, like there's even a lesson in that is like that responsibility component of going, you know what? No, I'm sorry. And being the first to say I'm sorry, like there's so much power in that. That's very powerful. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. no, we do, we absolutely do fight. And it's funny cause the team is even totally comfortable with it because they know at the core of our marriage, at the core of our partnership is mm-hmm. so much love that it doesn't really bother them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Puts by the entire team in here. <laughs> yeah, I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes back to me. It sounds like, I mean, circling back to kind of the core values and core values being defined. I mean, even hearing that, I mean, I think about, I think to our core value, embrace and shape change, you know, mm-hmm. for, for yeah, there's definitely like that value is so important in our environment because I'm, because I am so visionary. Like I literally will walk in one, you know, anytime and be like, Okay, yep, new plan. Like this is we're mm-hmm. doing this and mm-hmm. we're doing this now. We're doing this like yeah. 5 minutes ago. Like let's ready set go well, and, and I'll just God. throw new things out and be like we're doing like yeah. we're doing it. Like I've just I've already decided we're yeah. going. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, that's where it really comes in. Like Ali and I are 50-50 partners. We are 50% equity, 50% equity. And um, not that we ever need to pull that card, but like that is the mindset that we have as well. So I have these crazy ideas, but I know that I have that counterbalance of Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally Allison has crazy ideas and she has that counterbalance of me. Sometimes we switch sandboxes too, but we're very rarely like, I have this crazy idea and Allison right out of the gate's like, I love yeah. your crazy idea, let's <laughs> do it. You know. Um, so I, I'm yeah. not going to come in like a terror and say, all right, we're changing everything. She'll go, my ass, we're changing everything. Like, <laughs> we need to stay focused. Yeah. Is it, is it pretty seamless, though? I mean, do, do you find that, like, you have to not be, like, husband and wife hats whenever you're at the workplace or not have CEO, COO hats when you're at home? Or are you just the same people mm-hmm. all the time? I truly believe we're the same people. And yeah. I hope that our team feels like they can be the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, earlier Chad was saying, I don't think it bothers anyone when we have like a tiff in the office and I'm sure it gets uncomfortable, but from my perspective, I'm like, we're hopefully hod- uh, modeling healthy communication for others, right? When things get tough, when you kind of are up against the wall and feeling like you're not seeing eye to eye because at the end, like we always resolve, we always get to a place where we're same team, you know? and. Um, yeah, they're I also think, seeing us apologize to right, each other. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, uh, I think it's really important um, to have those conversations, and I would argue sometimes it's appropriate to have them in a, a group setting public, so people yeah. can can see that you know, um, also see that we're not perfect. Like, and I feel like yeah, maybe I haven't done a good job of acknowledging that. Yes, it is tough, and 
um, you know, even hearing Chad talk about, yeah, I have all these big ideas. Something that I've really had to work on over the years is not immediately knee jerking into my like logistics ops mind and trying to figure out like just automatically seeing how that wouldn't work, mm -hmm. right? Because I just, I, I immediately start going to all the different players and all the different things, all the different processes that would be required to execute whatever the vision is. And sometimes a visionary just needs to dream, right? And giving him a place where he can dream and feel safe to dream will allow greater and more um, valuable dreams, right? Chad, do you ever, are you ever like, just figure it out. I feel like, I, I feel like, I'm, <laughs> yes. like I'm like, that is 100%. I'm so like, that's, I don't care. That's what I don't I've care. Yeah, yeah, you go, yeah. go figure it out. <laughs> yeah, like that's, we're doing that's it. Been my lesson, man, is yeah. I don't come in anymore and go, all right, guys, we're changing everything. Because we haven't had a chance to really talk so it out, talk out the optics. <laughs> That's what this podcast is teaching me, is that I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> you need to be a better work husband. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I feel like a saint because I put yeah. up with it. <laughs> so this is great for me. Yeah. Well, I think it comes down you to communication, too. I mean, we probably over-communicate, and I would advocate that that, it should, that is the healthy level of communication, mm -hmm. is to over-communicate, to talk things out to a point where you're understanding where the other person's coming from and have empathy and compassion for their, their viewpoint on life. Um, also giving you an opportunity to share your heart and what's going on for you, so that way you guys can kind of come to a middle ground and, and come to a, a solution together. Um, so that's kind of how we approach those types of scenarios where, you know, the, the vision is really strong and the ops kind of, you know, understanding of the pathway to get there is very strong and <laughs> very concerned, <laughs> right? Right. It's like, okay, well, let me like open, you know, the hood and kind of show you what, what that means. Right. Um, and understanding kind of the impact of some of those decisions, um, is, is valuable. So, okay, so yeah. another quick question. Yes. You guys. I mean, you had talked about working on the business and in the business, yeah. right? So yeah. um, so obviously there are times where you're still working in the business, mm -hmm. okay? Now, if you decide to take a trip together, this is something that I kind of, I don't, I don't wanna harp on it too much, but I kind of dislike mm -hmm. about even in our own environment here, like our service manager and sales manager are married. Mm -hmm. So if they go to lunch, they go to lunch together. Mm -hmm. If they go on vacation, they go on vacation together. Like you're not sure. losing one team member who's going on vacation, you're losing two. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like sometimes that puts strain on like Brad and Hannah and like, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> or you don't <laughs> listen to this back. Um, but like, you know, I think there's some challenge to that. Yeah. I mean, the owners, both of them, who obviously work in the business sometimes, leave, need need a break, need to take a vacation. I mean, mm -hmm. how does that affect the rest of the team? I mean, does it affect the rest of the team? What can other, what can companies like ours do in order to prepare for the times when two people are leaving together to go on a trip? I think that, um, you know, it really comes down to good training, you know, that, uh, and lifting other people up and really empowering them to be decision makers. Um, I've found that when we go out of town, the team is typically more productive um, and our sales really increase. 
Um, so basically, I've found that we have become. So you're the problem. We're the basically, problem. <laughs> you basically define that you're the problem within your business. <laughs> no, but we are. I'm just messing I, with I you. I can dude. be a distraction. No, you're you're right. To some degree, uh, I am the problem. I know I can be a distraction, but at the same time, if I'm around, I'm a representative of like what's happening with business development, mm-hmm. and so I'm pushing the team on these are the things that I need, or I need to pull you into these meetings. So naturally, we're going to be less efficient. But sometimes like the team really needs that break to put their head down and be able to crank. Um, So Mm -hmm. there have been times, I I would say a majority in in recent years have been like that. And then uh, more recently, I think there was a a harder one that, um, you know, we got a chance to get back, get settled and figure out what went wrong. And and now we're looking at fixing it because we have to be able to get away and the team needs to be able to feel confident and empowered to be able to operate without us. Yeah, the team needs us to go on vacation. (laughs) I mean, they do. And part of that is just what I was talking about earlier, where like our level of connectedness and communication and kind of shared understanding, um, kind of our buckets get refilled, right? Mm -hmm. Like our low buckets. So um, it's it's immensely important. It's also important that our team takes time. Um, That being said, I don't I don't want to not acknowledge the fact that it does have a substantial impact on the business. Um, You know, every time we come back in town, I have at least one, if not a handful of people say, wow, we really missed your energy, Mm. you know, because I and I would argue probably Chad's more than mine because he is such a dynamic force in the office. And when that energy is gone, um, you know, unless you have someone who is a similar type of personality that can fill that void, it definitely, it's much quieter around mm-hmm. the office when Chad isn't around, you know? <laughs> I have a, it's a combination a of both of us. <laughs> Allie's pretty dynamic as oh well. My gosh. I mean, she comes in and just lights up the room just by smiling. So some of it is energy, the other, I mean, I think for both of it is, is, is energy. And it, it does make a difference. And I would say that if we have one or two teammates that are gone for a week, a, a similar amount of vacation, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it is more quiet then as well. And the energy yeah. just changes and maybe gets a little bit lower. So um, I don't think it's, it's just us. Yeah. But I also acknowledge that anytime someone takes time off, um, more often than not, they return kind of fulfilled, rejuvenated, rejuvenated, right? Yeah, Yeah. and so I really advocate for, like if, you know, we had our creative director a couple, I think it was like a month or two ago, Um, I noticed he hadn't taken any time off in like four months, and I was like, dude, like take some time off, like let's plan this together, I really want you to go do some self-care, you know? Um, Because it's it's incredibly important, and I would I would argue if if you're not taking at least one personal sorry hitting the table again, if you're not (laughs) at least taking one one day to regenerate and rejuvenate per quarter, um, your 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 return at work is going to be depleted, right? So you you really have to advocate for that for yourself. So good stuff, Mike. You got anything else? That's a lot of process. <laughs> cool. Um, I wanted to finish off talking about Gainesville just a little bit. Yeah. Love to. Because. Um, Love this city. Yeah. I mean, well, well one, yeah. we had done, we did that, that Josh Greenberg project. Yeah. And Amazing. thank you for being a part of it. Yeah. Um, it was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your work, man. I remember sitting down with you and I got goosebumps when I asked you know, what's the one thing that we can do to ensure Josh Greenberg's legacy? And you had said, stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm constantly intrigued by 
one, how much Gainesville has grown, mm-hmm. right? It's come a long way in my 19 years of being here. Yeah. Um, and But I still feel like it has a lot to do in order to meet its full potential, right? Like, what do you feel like it needs in order to reach its full potential? And and what can we do to, to help it? Mm. You know, I, I think one of the most transformational things that I've seen in, in recent years is a place for community to come together that is really cool, uh, and, and that's Depot Park. Um, and I think we need more of that. I think we need more creativity, and we need more togetherness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the people in this community is what makes Gainesville, Gainesville. And so, uh, you know, more restaurants, more, more of an arts and culture scene, more, more music venues, you know, Heartwood sound stages. I mean, it's so amazing, you know, and, and, um, and so I I think that, um, you know, the more of those opportunities that we have, like when I look at other cities that I admire, what I admire most about them is that they have those cool moments. And I, I think we just need more of those cool moments. So I think when people stay, they influence the city to create more of those those cool moments, and 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 they themselves um, create more of those cool moments. Yeah, I think also sharing the story of Gainesville. <laughs> um, there's a huge opportunity there that um, you know, uh, telling the stories of our city and what's going on present day. Right. Um, I to attract more type of people that would contribute to that type of environment that we're trying to build here. Um, you know, I think our city is incredibly neighborly and we don't talk about that. Like we don't position ourselves as this like immensely friendly, supportive, loving, kind environment. I think all of us feel it. Like it's, it's just like that energy of Gainesville, but there's nothing telling that story in a really powerful way to entice others to be attracted to the city. And I think part of that attraction will lead to inherently some, you know, economic development, which that's kind of a cold phrase to talk about like growth, right? Right. Um, And positive growth for the, um, to to help all of us um, feel more fulfilled in this, in this city. And I, you know, we've really struggled. We've been here over 10 years now. And, uh, you know, I, I think about the 10 years and I think about the rounds of friends that we've lost right. <laughs> along the way. Right. You know, we've had these like sweeps of friend groups that all eventually kind of disperse. Um, and it's become less frequent over time. And I'm really inspired by that and encouraged by that because I do think that the city has has been working to help people stay. But I think we need to talk even, even more and more strongly and tell the stories to help encourage people to stay and to come. And maybe when they come, they'll stay. Yeah. So. This yeah. has been awesome, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know. You did I don't, record I this time, right? I yeah. did record. <laughs> I still see some rad <laughs> on the screen, so that's good. Yeah. yeah, it's still moving. The little ticker still moving. I feel like you uh, need like a big red light up yeah. here to yeah. indicate yeah. like yeah, recording. Yeah, one of those record signs. Yeah. We talked actually on about air. it like yeah. on there. Like, yeah. <laughs> that'd be funny. Love that. You know, it's, it's, I don't know, one, it's awesome because I I don't get to see you guys as much as I'd like. You know, Agreed. we're very, very busy business owners, mm-hmm. leading teams, running companies, and 
you know, you guys are doing incredible things within the community. I mean, and I mean, kind of going back to Depot and and the Kate area. And I mean, you guys did all the branding for Kate, right? Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful work. I mean, yeah. I, and I was in there. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah. I, I got to go in it for the first time. I hadn't gone in it yet. I went in it for the first time to judge a little pitch competition. I'm just like, dang, this is this is incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, Our like, team did is, an amazing job yeah, on that work. Yeah. It. yeah, it was awesome. But I um, I don't know. I just. I'm grateful that you guys are here mm-hmm. and part of this community and for everything that you're doing. I love you both. Yeah, love, love you too, man. Yeah, yeah. So. thank you both for time us. with you. The second yes. time, I love you too. Much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the second, the second time I actually met you guys was uh, at the Purpose Twenty Awards. Um, yeah. That was the second was time. time I do want to tell a quick story about the first time I met Chad. Oh man, um, oh, this, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like we probably should have started the show. Like one of those yes. moments, your yeah. body gets too drunk buckle, buckle and busts out the like butt naked story. <laughs> oh no! We're hyping it up a lot. I hope it, I hope it yeah. meets it. So it was the year was 2013 in the in the year of our Lord. The year was 2013, um, <laughs> and and I was a, a meager driver for new scooters for less at the time, and I had gone to take my lunch break at uh, R.I.P. Uh, Tempo Bistro to go. Oh, R.I.P. And uh, I was just sitting there eating my sandwich, <laughs> and. I get a text message from Colin, and I'm like, oh God, what's going on? What did I do? Did I get the truck towed again or something? And it's literally a picture of me eating my sandwich at Tempo. And I'm like. Oh, that's hysterical. What the hell? And I'm looking around, and like, I think I think Chad had seen that I had like my my SRL driver shirt on. Yeah. yeah. So he was just trolling me. He's like sending him the play by <laughs> Just drop mayo on his shirt. That's Needs amazing. new shirt. So I, I got back to the office and Getting I'm like, refilled. what was going on? And then I found out. And you actually had a meeting with him a half hour later. And I was like, it was you. <laughs> so that was the first time. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. Is he getting you in trouble for something? Or is it no, just no, like, I, just I, like no. you literally every time you see an SRL, you're just you, yeah. know, you never it's, realize it's a connection to Mike through the brand. I mean, I've gotten yeah, you know, I've gotten plenty of selfies you. of Chad with scooters. Oh yeah, true story. You never know how visible you are. <laughs> yeah. and, and as a driver, I think that's always my lesson when we have new drivers is like, hey, like someone's watching. You're, you're GPSing a route to your next pickup. Someone thinks you're texting on the phone. We've gotten mm. calls where someone has said, hey, just want to let you know your driver's texting. It's like, mm. mm, yeah, I know he's probably like trying to find his <laughs> next thing, but. Sure. People are always out there watching, especially when you're eating sandwiches at, on yeah. lunch break. And, well, it's yeah. the power of a brand, too, mm-hmm. right? There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Lesson learned. Stop yeah. eating sandwiches. Right. <laughs> so. In public. Well, cool. Everybody, Gainesville Award. Thank, Thank you. you so much for listening. Definitely check them out. Where can they find you guys? Website. Parisleaf.com. Parisleaf.com. At Parisleaf. At Team Parisleaf on Instagram. Parisleaf underscore team on, Parisleaf on Facebook. Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just goes on. Lots Boom. of handles, yeah. but we're the only Parasleaf in the entire world. So Boom. all you have to do is Google Parasleaf. <laughs> There's no competition it. other than leaves that fall, like occasionally fall in, in Paris. In Paris. So, yeah. There you go. I hope yep. that uh, Google SEO is working yeah. for you. <laughs> you either get Parasleaf or yeah. leaves falling off trees in Paris. Yeah. One or the other. Sometimes yeah. Paris Hilton. <laughs> awesome. Guys, thanks Thank again you. so much. Yeah, thanks for Games of the World. Thanks for listening. It's the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make it go, whoa. 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 <laughs> we'll whoa. see you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Ow. Cut.